What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you are listening to Vanished in the Valley. We are going to talk about a few things today. Um, it's kind of some creepy shit going on out there. There's uh, fires all over the fucking west part of the United States, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we got this creepy picture of a girl on a trail cam running around, so... We're going to touch on a few different topics today. I'll try to keep my rants to a minimum and uh, go from there. So let me just uh, read you some of these headlines about the fires that are going on. Like last week, rumblings started coming out from quote-unquote conspiracy theorists that these fires that are happening all up and down the West Coast were started by arsonists, not the climate change thing. So let me just read you some of these headlines that are going on. We got one from Fox News that says authorities arrest for in connection to possible arson fires along the West Coast. We have another one from the Federalist that says man arrested for arson throwing Molotov cocktails at California Republican. Here's another one from Patch.com. A man arrested in string of arson fires in Nevada. Here's one more from the Daily Beast. Arson suspect arrested in connection with multiple fires in California. So, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the mainstream media, but this whole time they've been fucking screaming that these aren't arson fires. This is from global warming, the fucking evil global warming. You know, some of them might be, but, you know, it's kind of uh, obvious that a lot are from arson when you go and look at these different counties and search their arrest records. And they have all these people in for arson. So I'm not sure why they're doing it. It doesn't seem to me like they're normal fucking firebug arsonists. This kind of seems like, not necessarily coordinated, but I, I don't know. I don't even want to know what to call it at this point. I know Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they're being blamed a lot in it. So, I mean, who knows? I know there is a hashtag floating around from Black Lives Matter and Antifa that say burn America down. It's like, bitches, if you burn America down, where the fuck are you going to sleep? You go, go live in some fucked up country where, you know, you can't just go to sleep peacefully in your home. Fucking bug the shit out of me. But so, yeah, it, it wasn't a conspiracy. The mainstream media, it was purposely denying and outright ignoring the fact that hella people have been arrested up and down the west coast for arson fires and let me tell you i've been living in this fucked up smoke in california for like a little over a month now and i think the first fire started right after this heat wave where it was like god awful 110 degrees for like a week and then we had a thunder lightning storm so I think that's kind of where the fire started, and I think some of these more recent fires are coming from these quote-unquote arsonists. Now, I could sit here and list all these people's names and ages and all that bullshit, but it doesn't matter. You can look it up if you want to look it up. It's all over the news now, but like I was saying, as of like a week ago, mainstream media and all the dickheads on the internet were saying, that that's a conspiracy theory. And I don't know why I have to say conspiracy theory like that every time I say it or write it, but it gives me joy, so I don't give a fuck. So yeah, I've been basically living in like air particle index of like 247 for the last week. I know up in Washington state right now, their air quality is hella bad too. And just like breathing the smoke, I'm coughing, I kind of feel like shit, and it's ugly. It looks like the damn apocalypse outside. I got ashes falling out of the sky. It's horrible. It's like as if California doesn't have enough fucking problems, these assholes 
I'm sure a lot of them are tweakers because they look all fucking raggedy like that and snaggletooth. But who knows? So, I don't know. As more information comes available about these arsons, I'll definitely update you guys. But it's just like another point against the mainstream media that can't get their fucking stories straight. Let's blame it all on global warming. Shut the fuck up. So, (laughs) let's move on. So, okay. Check this out. I came across this fucked up picture because, you know, I always search like missing people's uh, databases and stuff like that. So let me just describe this picture and I'll read the caption to you. Okay, so the picture I'm talking about, it was taken on August 4th this year, 7.27 p.m. And it's like, I think it's in the county of Albemarle. So that's in Virginia, the state of Virginia. So it's a picture of a girl. She has no shoes on. She's got this like raggedy torn up dress and she's fucking running barefoot through the woods. And, I, you know, if you guys have been to the woods, who the fuck wants to be running barefoot through the woods? There's twigs, there's rocks, there's snakes. There's all kind of treacherous shit that can fuck you up. But, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, she actually looks kind of not necessarily scared, but she definitely kind of looks worried. So this is the caption of the photo. This photo was taken August 4th. The camera is way off the beaten path, nothing but mountains and farmland closest house is being miles away. She looks like she's running for her life, barefoot on top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, running from something, but the question is what? Torn up dress with looks to be shackles on wrist, maybe, and barefoot. It's going to be dark in a half hour. Something is clearly wrong. If you see this girl have any information, please contact the Albemarle Police Department and please share. This could be a sex trafficking victim. So I saw that and before I even posted it on my Instagram, I made sure it was legit because it's so fucked up you would hope it's not legit. But the police did make, uh, I guess, an announcement saying that it's not a hoax, that they are looking for this girl, blah, blah, blah. So I take it upon myself to start searching Virginia's missing people and I find a girl that definitely fits her description. I'm not going to say her name, but... What I, I found out where she's from and the county she's missing from, so I called the police department there just to make sure I could get my information straight and give it to you how it is. So apparently, the girl I found on the missing people website, it is this girl. And the police have recovered her. She has been returned to her parents and apparently is safe as of right now. They're not releasing any more information. This girl is a minor, so I mean, you know, all those protections come with that. And I'm not going to out her either. I'm just happy she's home with her family and, you know, isn't a victim of sex trafficking anymore or wasn't. I I don't know. I don't want to say too much about it. But everyone was questioning the picture I put up. They're like, this is a hoax. This can't be real. And it's like, Jesus Christ, it's not a fucking hoax. It is real. I contacted the police. I spoke to a detective. He gave me this information. So I don't know. True crime Karens love to just come to my page. I've bitched about him a million times in the past. I actually, (laughs) speaking of true crime Karens, I just had one come to my Instagram page the other day when I posted this thing. was basically, my point was follow the money. It shows how Barack Obama got about a little over a million dollars in contributions from chief content officer from Netflix, Ted Sarandos, who just happens to be married to Nicole Avant 
who was just appointed, or, well, you know, I guess not just, but when Obama was in town, she was appointed ambassador to the Bahamas. So, okay, after Netflix and these people contribute all this money to Barack Obama's uh, re-election campaign, he then gets a $50 million deal with Netflix, and it's just like a creative production deal. So it's like, okay, they funneled about a million dollars into his uh, election contributions, and now he's got a $50 million deal with Netflix, who, by the way, there's this huge thing going around right now saying it's like, I don't know, cancel Netflix, arrest Netflix, all because of that little pedo shit they got going on called cuties. It's fucking disgusting. I don't care if it's just little girls dancing or twerking. There's simulated sex these 11-year-old girls do. They're dancing like adult women, and there's some fucking pervert director telling these girls, directing these girls to do this. And Netflix thinks this is totally okay. The mainstream media is acting like it's not anything to be afraid. It's not bad. And I actually came across the most fucked up headline. So check this out. This is the headline. Cuties. Netflix review. A provocative powder keg for an age terrified of child sexuality. An age of... An age terrified of child sexuality? What the actual fuck? These are 11-year-old girls that are fucking gyrating half naked and motherfuckers think this is okay to watch. If you go to Internet Movie Database and check out the reviews, listen to this. This is one of the reviews. I hope they make more, but don't wait too long. Don't want them to get too old for the roles. I'm like, fuck, are you seriously? So Netflix is basically just like fucking handing these pedos some half-naked 11-year-old shaking their asses and opening their legs up. They're handing this shit on a silver platter. So if you see cancel Netflix, arrest Netflix, that's what that's about. So I don't know. It's fucking disgusting and it's a bit much. It's a fucking French film. So maybe they're totally cool and down with some fucking pedo shit over there, but not in America, not on my watch. So I was also looking about the whole QAnon bullshit going on. I'm not QAnon. Don't fucking cancel me, bitches. Anyway, hell of accounts have been purged from Twitter and from Instagram because they were being accused of being QAnon people. And the mainstream media is like harping on this shit, trying to like point, you know, say QAnon people are terrorists. They're evil. They're bad. They're hijacking the Save the Children movement, which I think I talked about that last week. I don't even fucking get what that means. I see them out there with signs that say Save the Children, you know, talking about sex trafficking. I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't see where the problem is. But that's what's going on there. Kind of all fucked up, right? I totally forgot. I kind of wanted to talk about the Suzanne Morphew case again because she's still missing. Fucking Barry is still living in their hell of expensive house. They paid like $1.575 million for this house in cash. And two years after living there, she just like up and disappears. There's no fucking trace of her. The sheriffs have done a couple searches on the property and if you talk to the locals in the little town, Salada, Salada, Colorado, they kind of like, a lot of them say the sheriff is honest, the staff are honest, and they really feel like the sheriff's department wants this case solved. The problem is, there is, you know, there's a huge area to search. This place is super fucking rural, 
and they have this huge house to search. They have all these different properties that fucking Barry either works at or had side projects on. There's accusations that fucking Barry has a side chick somewhere, but none of that has been really like, I guess uh, I should say allegedly, but I mean, it's kind of like common knowledge at this point. Uh, Suzanne's older brother actually organized, it's like a candlelight vigil for her and that's happening on September 27th. So I don't know if you're in that area and you want to show them some love and support, go ahead and join them. But it's just like, it's super quiet from the Chaffee County Sheriff's. They're just totally tight-lipped about it. And, you know, we can sit here and speculate till the fucking end of time. But the facts remain, nobody actually knows what happened to her. Now, I had a tip, which I, I don't think it's hella credible, but I'll let you guys know what it was anyway. So I had somebody from Louisiana state that a woman who fit Suzanne Morphew's description came into the store where they worked and she seemed disheveled, disoriented, and just like not all there. She asked to use the phone and I guess in the process she thought she was in fucking Florida, but she was actually in Louisiana. And she said she had to call her fiance who was in Florida. So she calls this number and apparently her fiance never answers and the woman walks out of the store. So the two workers there immediately called the tip line, the Shafi County tip line. And they say that the people there did not seem really interested in taking the information or anything like that. So, I mean, is it a possibility that Suzanne fucking fell off this bike and hit her head and wandered miles somewhere else and someone picked her up and now she's walking around with amnesia not knowing who she is? I mean, sure, it's always a possibility, but statistics in Barry's face tell me he did something to her. So I don't know. It's like, why is the brother, why is the brother organizing the searches, organizing these candlelight vigils, but fucking Barry and the daughters can't be bothered to do any of this. I just think that sounds hella weird. I just know if my mom went fucking missing, I would go on every news channel and do whatever the fuck I had to do to try to find her. The whole situation is just super weird. And you know, she's been missing since Mother's Day. Hell of months now. Uh, no word from her. The FBI doesn't even have her listed as a missing person. So I don't know what that's all about. But yeah, Suzanne Morphew is still missing. Where is she? Who knows, guys? If you guys know something, you can call the Shafi County Sheriff's Department. They do have a tip line that is area code 719-312-7530. And that's just going to take you to the Shafi County Communication Center and just let them know if you know something. I mean, even if it's hell of small, anything can help an investigation. You never know what little tidbit of information is going to push the police in the right direction to solve this. So, I don't know. There's a lot of people coming out talking hell of shit about Barry. So, you know, when something happens like this, you know, the nutbags come out of fucking everywhere. But I don't know why. I just, from day fucking one, I did not like Barry's face. He looked fucking like a dude that wants to pull off some bullshit. And the stuff I've read about him since then, about how he's super flirty with women and kind of touchy... It's fucking gross, and it just kind of, like, feeds... And why the fuck is his face always sunburned? Does this motherfucker not know about sunblock? Every picture this guy is in, he's got a fucking sunburn. I think he needs to go get checked for cancer or some shit. It fucking pisses me off. I wear sunblock all the time, and this guy is, like, lobster red every time I see him. Maybe that's adding to my not liking his face or something. 
but Barry has a theory. He says the possibility she may have been attacked by an animal or possibly involved in an accident with someone on the road. He also mentioned perhaps she had a run-in with someone who knows her well. Like you? I don't know, Barry. Here's looking at you. <laughs> There's another missing girl that just actually went missing on September 12th of this year. Her name is Ashley McShatton, and apparently she was on a bus. She left from Olympia, Washington, and was supposed to end up in Redding. <laughs> Redding, California. What's up, motherfuckers? I see you guys have, like, tuned back in. Where the fuck have you guys been? Anyways, so this girl is on a bus. It's like a Greyhound bus. She's trying to get to Redding. She is described as Caucasian. She has blue eyes. She weighs about 140 pounds. She has blonde hair. She's 5'7 and about 31 years old. She has Jaden tattooed on her right wrist. So apparently she left Olympia, Washington at about 2.15 p.m. And that's all confirmed. She gets on this bus going to Portland and she actually never made it back to the bus that was going from Portland to Redding. So it made several stops in Washington. It was in Centralia and Kelso, Washington. I'm going to put pictures of her up on the Instagram and the Facebook. If you guys have seen this girl, call Portland Police at 503-823-3333. And there's another number listed for Dale Ball. I'm assuming this is like some guy that's related to her or maybe a boyfriend or something. I don't know. It doesn't say, but here's a phone number. 530-351-1557. So yeah, the girl disappears into a black hole while on her way to Reading. That seems to happen a lot. People are like on their way to Reading and fucking just vanish off the face of the planet. And who knows? Reading's such a fucking shit show. Who? <laughs> I, I love you guys. You guys are like one of my favorite cities. So don't even think I'm talking shit. It's all with love. And I appreciate your guys' downloads. Your guys came from nowhere to take back the second place spot on my little download list. Sacramento is still in first place. What's up, Garrett? Thank you. Uh, but yeah, this girl's missing. There's actually a few that like have a very similar story. They're on a road trip, either driving themselves or on a bus like this, and they just fucking vanish into thin air. So, like I said, if you guys know anything about her, call the numbers I just listed, or... You can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. You can go to my Instagram or the Facebook and contact me there. Let me know if you know anything. If you don't want to talk to cops, I will gladly talk to them for you. But yeah, this girl's been missing now for like two days and everybody's super worried for her. It's like, how does somebody get on a bus and make it to one transfer, but then just fucking disappear? So something foul may have happened to this girl. Hopefully we can, you know, get her back alive. We've gotten a, you know, we've actually had good luck. The last couple of girls I've been talking about, they came back alive. So let's keep that roll going. Make it number three, come back alive. Because my stories have been dreary as fuck for like the last two months. And when somebody's found and brought back alive, it's, it's great. I love it. I hate having to report all the time. They find these girls dead somewhere, strangled by some angry ass man. But we'll see. I don't know. If I get any updates on her, I will definitely let you guys know. But just keep an eye out. Go to my Instagram. Tell me if you know you've seen her. All that fun stuff. I find some of my cases from this Facebook page is called Missing People in 530 Northern California West Coast. And 530 is just like the area code for way Northern California. 
They have, anybody can post there. You just have to join it. And then if you have a missing person, you put it there. And then the people that are in this group are really good about beaming your posts all over the country. So if you have somebody missing, try that out. You can always contact me if you want me to profile somebody you have missing. I would be happy to try to help you out. It just depends on time and what we got going on. But I don't know, guys. Something has to happen here. We got so many people missing every year, and that's just the ones we know about. Because from the past stories, we know that sometimes missing people don't get reported. And sometimes people just are here with no paperwork, and they just go missing, and nobody ever knows about it. So, I don't know. Let's see what happens with that. And like I said, I'll update you. Okay, we got to talk about this corona bullshit. I have not said a lot about this bullshit on my podcast just because I didn't want to get involved in all the fucking hysteria on both sides. But I've been silent the fuck long enough. Okay, so check this out. This is going down in Ohio. The Center for D- <laughs> The Center for D- What the fuck? Why can't I say disease? Okay. The Center for Disease Control recently updated their website advising parents to prepare for a sudden sleepover for their children in case of a disaster, which could include COVID-19. Coincidentally or not, a few days later on August 31st, a new order was issued by the Ohio Department of Health Interim Director Lance Hims, creating FEMA COVID-19 shelters and legalizing their use. The FEMA shelters are to be used to isolate those diagnosed with or showing symptoms of the Kabobo. The CDC advised parents to prepare children to be detained overnight in case of disaster, listing the Kabobo-19 as a biological threat that would qualify as a disaster. Governor Mike DeWine requires schools to report K-12 students COVID cases to the government. It has to be done within 24 hours of a positive test result. So they prepared this stupid little graphic and it's, it says ABC. And the first one is ask how you would be reunited with your child in an emergency or evacuation. The B, bring extra medications, special food or supplies your child would need if you were separated overnight. C, complete a backpack card and tuck one into your child's backpack and your wallet. So this just fucking legalized Ohio to snatch kids and throw them in FEMA shelters if a parent is positive COVID or if the child is positive with COVID. Any Ohioan living in a household that health officials deem unacceptable, generally a shared bathroom, could legally be ordered into a FEMA shelter. What the actual fuck? For some fucking virus that's, like, killing basically nobody. Literally, like, same fucking numbers as the flu right now. I'm one of the assholes that doesn't wear a mask. I'm fucking admitting it right now. That's me. I fucking hate wearing masks. It doesn't do anything. You can literally look on the tags inside these masks that say, Warning, not intended to prevent or eliminate exposure to any disease, infection, or communicable disease. This shit's made out of fucking polyester and spandex and they think it's going to stop a virus. What the fuck, people? Wake the fuck up. It's a joke. What does that even mean? Like, wear a mask for what? Shut the fuck up. I don't even want to hear about it. But yeah, I'm over the kabobo. I'm over it fucking stomping on the economy. I'm over it fucking the government ruining small businesses, but allowing Target and Walmart and all these big ass fucking corporations to flourish and get all of the people's business. And Nancy fucking Pelosi 
shutting down all the salons in San Francisco have been shut down for months. But this bitch, she can get one to open and go get a fucking blowout? Are you shitting me? This is like, I, I, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I don't like any fucking politician, but I especially don't like Nancy Pelosi. That bitch reminds me of like some alien fucking android shit. And I don't know how she's Speaker of the House. But it's just that entitled shit all these politicians have where they're fucking dining at five-star restaurants, staying in five-star hotels. They can go get their hair done while fucking everybody else, their businesses are crumbling. We can't pay bills. I've had hell of my neighbors have to move out around me because they lost their jobs. Like, what the actual fuck? And I hear California is not going to extend, I guess, the $600 extra unemployment benefits that they had been doing. I don't know what the fuck they expect these families and all these people to do. These people need to live. They need to work. And this fucked up stupid virus. Really? It's not even that bad. I mean, if you're fucking ancient or you have a pre-existing condition, sure, stay the fuck home. But the world needs to go on. I just can't believe we've allowed our economy to fucking be stomped on and ruined over hysteria. Because that's what the fuck it is. It's hysteria. Social distancing and fucking masks. Shut the fuck up. Sick people stay home. They quarantine. Everybody else goes about their business. And the whole restaurant thing, I used to, I've, I don't like restaurants. I didn't eat at restaurants before the Kabobo and I don't really know. Because they're fucking dirty. You got a bunch of strangers handling your food, probably rubbing their dicks on it or something. You don't know it's in the back. And I guarantee you, you've had some mess with food before. It happens from fast food restaurants all the way up to the so-called five-star restaurants. You know, nasty-ass people are back there. And you know people, like, just do gross stuff. So, I don't know. They, they need to fucking open this economy back up so I can get my neighbors back. It's almost a fucking ghost town where I live. It's hella crazy. But, yeah, Nancy Pelosi, you are entitled and you gotta go. Fucking getting a blowout at a woman's salon you closed down. Fucking madness. Another thing I kind of wanted to touch on, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago, I did an episode on Child Protective Services or Department of Children and Family Services. Well, check this out. I don't know if you guys heard about the AJ Freund or Freund case, this little boy that was supposed to be in the protection of child welfare employees, and he died. The parents fucking then buried his poor little body in a shallow grave. Well, check this out. On September 11th, these two motherfuckers got arrested. They, little AJ was in their care. They were supposed to be protecting him and they fucking failed. So I guess Carlos Acosta, who's 54, and Andrew Polivin, 48, were taken into custody Thursday evening, the sheriff's office said in a news release. They posted a 20,000 bond later that night and bounced because, you know, fucking why not? They're both charged with two felony counts of endangering the life of a child and one felony count of reckless conduct. And that's according to the court records. Uh, let's see here. The indictments of the two men said that DCFS, that's Department of Children and Family Services, so they're basically saying the workers committed failures that were approximate cause of A.J. Freund's death. The sheriff's office says they don't have any more information, kind of piss off, they don't want the publicity. But I think that's what's up. Finally, these people are being held accountable when children die in their custody or their protection. It happens all the time. Just fucking search it on the internet. Children that die in either their actual custody or they're supposed to be watching out for them. And I'm glad maybe this will set a precedent for these other lazy ass motherfuckers that aren't doing their jobs and letting children be abused, murdered, raped, and whatever shit's going on. 
But yeah, I just wanted to let you guys know about that just because I was talking about how fucked up CPS was a couple episodes ago. But I know I'll tell you the story of AJ because it's everybody should know about AJ. I feel bad for this little guy. So AJ's little story comes to an end on April 24th, 2019, when the authorities found his little tiny body wrapped up in plastic in a shallow grave near Woodstock, Illinois. His parents have both been charged and convicted of murder. I know, I think it was back in July, like July 17th. His mom got 35 years in prison for the murder of him, but it was just kind of such a horrible story and highlights how fucked up CPS and, you know, all these fucking departments and bureaucratic bullshit that's set up to help kids doesn't usually do that. They had 10 prior hotline calls concerning Cunningham, that's the mother, her, the care of her children, including before AJ was born. So it's fucking, it's like everybody knew this family was a problem. You get 10 fucking anonymous calls. What, what the fuck? So the DCSF investigated a hotline call with Joanne Cunningham, who then, she had a different name. She's been married like 26 times. Apparently she was abusing prescription drugs and neglecting her seven-year-old foster child while going through a divorce. So she's got foster kids. She's got her own kids. She's got a fucking nightmare pill addiction. And nobody knew about this till the fucking calls came in. I mean, usually when you look at a person... If you're not a, I mean, if you know what's up, you can tell if they're on fucking drugs usually. Her neighbor called once telling them about the substance abuse and are noting that her 11-year-old biological son and the foster child were being neglected. So it goes on to August. They remove her foster child from her care after they had moved. I guess apparently she moved and she didn't let the agency know. Then a month later, the Crystal Lake police called a hotline after responding to a domestic abuse between Summer Camp and Freund, her divorce attorney, with whom she is now living with in Crystal Lake. So she's getting divorced from her husband and then decides to hook up with the divorce lawyer. Classy. So then December 2012, they get another call. And this is from the mother of Cunningham, who she's divorced at this point. Her fucking name keeps switching back and forth, but it's the same bitch. She's being reported for abusing prescription drugs again, being mentally ill, and neglecting her son, and that the house is disgusting. It's dirty. Then, October 16th, 2013, a hospital social worker calls their hotline to report AJ was born two days earlier and he had opiates in his system. They open up an investigation into allegations of neglect against her. Both the lawyer and the mom tested positive for heroin. The investigation reveals credible evidence that neglect occurred and AJ's taken away from her at that point. So it just keeps going on. The 21st, a judge grants Cunningham's mother custody of her oldest son, who's 13. And it just goes on like this. There's like hella more reports. Okay. So these people were well aware there's problems in the house. Apparently, they have a series of 26 scheduled and unannounced home visits from the Department of Children and Family Services over the course of 10 months. AJ's case gets closed. So, skip ahead to March 21st. There's another call, basically, saying that AJ's being abused. There's odd bruising on his face, and he was taken to an emergency room after the police found his mom asleep in the car after she relapsed on drugs. So... 
After several unsuccessful attempts to see the children, a DCSF investigator meets with them and interviews her. The investigator found the boys to be clean and didn't find any signs of maltreatment. Their, their investigation is back open and calls keep getting put in about how AJ is being abused. There's bruises on his hip. There's bruises on his face. Um, AJ's doctor feels like someone hit him and he thinks he's being abused. So a doctor makes a report. This goes on like this for months, okay? So on December 19th, 2018, the DCFS investigator makes an unannounced visit to the home and finds the house in better shape than the police had described one day earlier. The mom denies using any corporal punishment or using drugs. Uh-huh. So January 4th, they fucking close the investigation. Fast forward, February 7th, police are back and they're asked to do a well-being check on Cunningham, who is pregnant and has two small children. She doesn't answer the phone for two days. She says, no, we don't need any assistance, we're all good, and DCFS is not notified. Fast forward a little bit to April 18th, 2019, AJ's biological dad called the police to report him missing. He says that after waking up, he couldn't find his son. AJ's parents say the boy was last seen at bedtime the night before, about 9 p.m. Why the fuck is it always these child killer stories? He was in bed the last time I saw him. So the FBI fucking suits up, rolls out. They assist these police. And the police observed floorboards being ripped up and clothes and garbage everywhere. DCSF initiates another investigation. They take AJ's younger brother, put him with a licensed foster care parent, Fuck. I don't know if that's good, but whatever. They're saying the younger brother showed no obvious signs of abuse or neglect. A day after AJ's reported missing, police say they do not think he was abducted and focus their investigation on the home. On April 20th, that's when the parents completely stopped cooperating with the investigation. Freud is taken to the police station but returns home later and attends a vigil, as does AJ's mother. So on the 19th, um, they're fucking, you know, the police, they're not idiots. They think these motherfuckers did something and they're right. Days go on and they, the police at this point realize they need to look through all the records because they got fucking years of records on these people. They're fucking using drugs. They're abusing their children. They're neglecting the children. The house is a fucking pigsty. April 24th. Check this out, guys. They are arrested. Charged with murder hours after the police say they found little AJ's body. DCSF opens another investigation. A little late, motherfuckers. The kid is dead. So, like I said, the mom just got sentenced to 35 years. The judge told her off for being a despicable human being. It's like, really, fucking bitch? Really? You can't get a grip on your addiction that bad and you're just going to fucking beat your kid until he dies? You know how many people would have killed to have your baby? fucking ingrates that's like i don't know just don't even get me started but at least uh the social workers are being held accountable in this case because so many times the law protects them or they know just what to say or how to lie to get out of any responsibility for a child's death so aj i wish you had it you know you deserve better here you deserve parents that loved and cared for you and you just got a raw deal like so many other kids but everybody's thinking about you still, and you did receive some form of justice when your mother was sentenced on the 17th. That's about it, guys. But before I run away, let's see who's downloading this week, and I'm going to say what's up. 
I think I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but yeah, Sacramento is the number one spot. Then Reading, nice to see you guys. Where you been? <laughs> Reading's back in the number two spot. Kamas, Koppel, and Boise. What's up, guys? I appreciate your downloads. I'm glad you found my show. I don't know how you did, but that's what's up. I appreciate it. And South Africa, can we just talk about how you guys are still in the number two spot right behind the United States? I have no clue how you, how you guys found me, but that's what's up. And I just want to say what's up, Belgium. I see you're down there, too. Thank you for the downloads. So I think that's about it. And I'm going to say what I always say because it's fucking true and it might save your life. Be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.